Good morning and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is Mike Russett and this is your Fun Friday Double Special Slam Down. <laughs> I, you know, gotta get your attention early. Um, it's a good thing I, I got like two minutes into the episode. I'm like, I should check my audio. It gets funny in the mods sometimes and it was like real crackly. I'm behind a car that is, uh, it's a pest control, main tick mosquito. And it says organic options. I wonder what organic options they offer for pest control. We will organically eliminate life forms from your property. You know, you know what would be organic? And some people do this. They rent their chickens out because chickens absolutely decimate ticks. Um, and people will like rent their chickens out. So they put up like a temporary fencing around your property or part of your yard, and then they just let the chickens loose for a couple of days, and they murk the ticks. I think I found, I had one crawling on me, you know, we're into, let's see here, April, I mean, they really start coming out, April, May, June, July, halfway through July, it's been three and a half, four months. I found one on my dog, and I found one crawling on me. Geneva's been good, Jeremiah's been good, like we, and people get crushed in Maine, like Maine is tick central. Like, if you Google ticks in Maine, you're going to... It's, uh... There's ticks everywhere. It's really bad here. And the chickens just absolutely murk them. Murk them. Hold on. I'm waiting for an important text. All right. So, we talked about last time, you know, scarcity. How to make yourself a valuable, let's call it, individual. And then I hit the gym really, really hard. And I was thinking, like, dude, I just proved my point. Like, you know, and you could ask Brent. He was there with me. The amount of people that come up to me in the gym just to talk, like, um, it, it's it's pretty, it's interesting because people aren't used to. So, like, everybody in the gym, you know, wants my advice, right? They, You know, usually these guys are either, it's either old guys coming up to me to tell me, hey, great work. I used to be this strong. Or it's young guys that are like, hey, how do, I, how do I, you know, how do I do this? How do I do this? What's your advice for this? And it's always the same. I always tell the young guys all the same thing. But um, I was just thinking like, man, I proved my point. And a lot of people work out, but how do you specialize? Like, I have no doubt I could sell a training program tomorrow. Um, and honestly, that would like, if I lived in like Florida or Cal, like a more uh, population dense area, and, uh, you know, with just better, you know, there's just main, nor people in the Northeast aren't interested in being like good looking and jacked. It's just not, it's, it's this is not how it is up here, <laughs> typically. Like, if I lived out in California or Florida or something like that, or a big city in Texas, dude, I would, I'd open up my own gym tomorrow and, you know, do workouts, like train people, groups of people. I train, I train people. Dude, I, it's so much fun. I just absolutely love to work out. But anyways, all this goes to say is that, yeah, I was I proved my point on our podcast earlier today, just now, in the gym, that scarcity drives value. So what, what, how is value expressed in the gym? People want to talk to me and ask me advice, right? Which can be, I try to be patient. I hate talking when I'm working out. I absolutely can't stand it. I, I'll often cut people off. Uh, after a certain, you know, and it's kind of rude, but it's like, I, I'm not here to small talk. If you have a question for me, that's great. But like, I don't, 
you know, I don't want to know what your bench press was in 1947. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got, I'm here to work, you know? Um, but I was able to prove because not many people are going to, like today. Okay, so did back squats. Top set was 480 for three. Two sets of that. Working all the way from 225 up. And then my buddy Brent was late, so I, I didn't want to get too far ahead of late, so I went over the bench. And I Larson pressed 225. Well, I started at 135. Larson pressed 225 15 times and then 315 eight times. And then we did leg extensions. Three sets. I The machine, I as heavy as it could go, which I think is 250 uh, for 10 to 12. And then leg curls. And then from leg curls, we went out right over and did uh, goblet squats on the Smith machine. So you put your heels together on a 25-pound plate with your toes on the ground so your heels are elevated. And they're together, and you squat straight down. It's a hardcore quad-focused squat. We did those. I worked my way up to 315 on those for a set of seven, I think, was the top set. Then we did RDLs, 110s for me. Brent was just learning his form. He's never done them before, so we did 15s. So 110s for me, two sets of 10. And then we went over and did deadlifts. <laughs> so... I did 315 for 15, and then I did 405 for eight times two. And then Brent, when I said, Brent, we're done, Brent went to the locker room and the sicko inside of me said, all right. And I went over and I hack squatted for three sets. Kind of light, I did 315 for like, I just burnt myself like, to the point where I was gonna puke. There are very few people that are good as certain. And I feel like I'm missing a movement in there somewhere. I think we did another movement. But there are very few people that are going to survive that workout, let alone voluntarily perform it. You know what I mean? So it's like that, take what I'm saying right now about the gym and apply it to any other area of your life. The easiest way to gain an edge and separate yourself in any endeavor is to be a psycho is to go crazy. You've got to be a little unwell. That's You know what? That's what it boils down to. Some people just don't have that edge. Now, do I think you're born with it? I don't know. Hold on. Do I think you're born with it? I don't know. Maybe I don't have enough information. What I would say is it's usually brought about Why is that cop slowing down so It's 55. I'm doing 53. Got nothing better to do. Go tax more poor people. Anyways, that's all they do. Cops, cops are just they're they're the they're another arm of the government to enforce taxation. If cops were effective, what what indication can you give me? What evidence do you have that having a police? I'm not saying we shouldn't have a law enforcement, but the law enforcement force that we currently have, as it is in the United States, what evidence can you give me to support that it's an effective crime deterrent? I'm not an abolish the police. I'm a completely overhaul the police. They're just another, it's just another way to keep poor people poor and eliminate the middle class. Oh, you need to get to work to get paid and you need to drive there and your registration's about to be up and you don't have any money because the government didn't file your tax return on time or didn't give you your tax return on time. And now it's up, and I'm going to pull you over and write you a ticket for $300 on top of the $300 you didn't have. 
for your register. They just, cops are twisted, dude. Most are very twisted, nasty people. In my experience, I met some good ones. And I, it's just like anything else. Doctors, lawyers, uh, there's bad in everything. Judges, but there's just so much corruption and greed and just bad people in positions. Like, law enforcement should be hyper-local. I think the law enforcement officer is somebody that should be voted, like a sheriff should be voted on by that community. Like, when I say hyper-local, I mean, like, you should, if this guy mishandles your son at a traffic stop, you should be able to show up at his house later with five or six other guys and sit him down and have a conversation about how he's supposed to do his job. You know what I mean? Anyways, going back to what I was saying, but I don't even remember where we left off. But yeah, 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 yeah. So I gotta get milk. Shit, I gotta have enough time. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you could apply. You gotta be a little messed up, and I think that a lot of times you get messed up from things that have happened to you. I've from early on till now things that I just don't even feel comfortable talking about. You know, been been through some stuff. <laughs> And uh, I think that's, to some degree, pushed my cheese off my cracker a little bit, but in a good way. I mean, anybody can look at me and listen to me and watch my social media and know that I'm not all, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not an NPC, that's for sure. I'm a little wacky. I'm a little wacky. Something about bicyclists, it just, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what it is about riding a bike. It just is so effeminate and goofy looking and it's such a good exercise like I I don't know if it's I think it's like when I see a grown man pedaling really hard and it's like butts wiggling back and forth on the seat and he's got this little helmet on it's just <laughs> I don't want to hate on bike riding it's difficult like it's very it's a great workout but it just it looks so silly sometimes it really it cracks me up but you gotta, I think you gotta be a little messed up, man. I think there's gotta be a little something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like anybody I know that's super successful, like super successful or really good at one thing. When's the last time you met somebody that was hyper successful in an area that didn't like, they, you know, <laughs> just, just a little something off. Not, not even necessarily in a bad way. But, like, they're a little weird, or they're a little socially awkward, or they're a little crazy, or they're really good socially, but you can see, like, some off in their eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I just think you got to be a little crazy. And I, I think if you're not crazy a little bit, and, like, you haven't had a lot of bad things happen to you, I'm not saying go out and try to accumulate horrible experiences, but I think that you should try to make your life more interesting. Like, if I was a young kid, 20s, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, and I had a relatively easy upbringing in life and really just hadn't had much experience, you know, went to, did the whole school, got scammed into going to college thing, I would go take a train across Europe solo or with one of my boys. I would take a train across Europe. Like, you're going to gain some experiences. Hold on. Sorry, I had to stop. I got some raw milk. I got some super good Amish butter made right up the road. Raw milk. I can, I'm can. i literally looking at the cows right now that the milk came from. And some fresh strawberries, which I'll wash off and uh, crush up. And Ada can have some fresh strawberries today. She's starting to eat solid food. And, dude, she's an animal. She's like her dad. She could put it away, man. She loves food. 
she does what we call dinosaur face where she just like opens her mouth and like swings her head side to side like she's trying to tear meat off a bone. <laughs> uh, dude, being a dad's the best thing ever. And Geneva's definitely very pregnant. She's already got a bump. Uh, and I'm like just so freaking thrilled. I cannot tell you how absolutely over the moon ecstatic I am to be a dad again just such a blessing, man. And yeah, I, I, I said this last night on my Instagram story. I said people that complain about their kids are, are selfish. And they're cowards. It's it's very it's very unbecoming. You know, listen to me, parents. Younger parents or people that are aspiring parents. You want to have kids someday. Everything you put on the internet stays there forever. I know that we think we can delete social media posts they stay there. There's like registries. There's there's all kinds of stuff. Like there's a there's a website, find a web page where you can literally look at like where what a web page looked like at a certain day at a certain time, like a screenshot of it. Like everything you put out there stays there. I would feel imagine how it would and maybe some of you did have parents that openly complained and I feel really sorry for you and it's up to you to break that that habit, that curse. So you don't do the same thing to your kids. Like, whatever your parents did to you that they shouldn't have done, which my parents were great. I can't really think of too many things um, at all. You know, you should be trying to stop that moving forward with your kids. Like, not repeating the behavior. But anyways, like, imagine if you, if your mom or dad had Facebook when you were a kid. Now, I'm talking about guys and gals that are 20 and 30 now or older, 40. How would you feel... If, like, you saw a post about your mom complaining about being a mother to you. I... It's supposed to be hard. People talk about... And I'm sorry, I hate to bash on the women, but especially the women. Because, you know, y'all just got to complain about everything all the time. (laughs) It's... You know how many billions of times, billions of times it's been done before you? Like, being a mom is not some unique-to-you experience. I'm not saying that it, it is not difficult. That is not what I'm saying. A triathlon is very difficult. But many people have done it and will continue to do it. Being a mother is difficult, but many people have done it and will continue to do it. And you can either complain about it. Same with fathers. If the moms complain, the dads are walking out of the kids' lives. So there's, there's my for the men. The dads become uninvolved in their children's lives because that's easier, which is shameful, shameful to have a child and abandon it as a man is is almost, almost, not as bad, but almost as bad as a mother murdering her own unborn child in the womb. It is anti-ethical to everything that it's... It's anti-nature, it's anti-biology, it's anti-evolution, and most importantly, it's anti-God. To abandon your child. Coward, coward, coward. Anyways. It's hard. It's very difficult, but it is. It's, I, I don't focus on what's difficult. I focus on the blessing. I focus on her little smile every morning. I focus on her little cooing and her laugh. She's trying to learn how to laugh right now. All she does is... 
at your laugh. It's hilarious. Like, I just, the little fingers and the toes and the squishy and the rolls and it just all these things. Look at all my chickens. <laughs> all my chickens and ducks are, <laughs> are over by the neighbor. He's like, he's working on pulling down his, uh, he's working on pulling down, moving his uh, wood shop. And all my chickens and ducks are over there right now, like surrounding him. Uh, but I'm pulling in. So, you know, I don't know. There are a couple lessons in today's episode. I don't even remember to recap. I've got milk and eggs and all this other stuff in the meantime. So I love you guys. I hope you have a great Friday and even better weekend. Don't waste your weekend. Get something done. Have fun, but get something done. Uh, and I will talk to you all very soon. Love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.